the clients that I've worked with have, have really had a lot of value out of the experience of writing a song because, you know, something that we as musicians maybe take for granted, other people have no experience with. And so to be able to offer them that opportunity to create something out of the experiences in their own lives and to make meaning out of it and to process it and to transmute it somehow from this grief experience into something that is actually positive is just hugely powerful. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, so I'm super excited to be here today with Todd Herzog. Todd is an artist in our Gold Arts Academy, and he's a great example of someone who is uh, innovating on the role of a musician, I think, and really going deep and providing a ton of value for his fans and building a, a community that's, that's really special. And so that would be fun to bring him onto the, the podcast and be able to share some of the lessons that he's learned and some of the things that he's doing right now to kind of go above and beyond a traditional relationship you know, that a musician might have with their, with their, their audience. So Todd, thanks so much for taking the time to be here today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Michael. Yeah, absolutely. So to start out with, you know, I'd love to hear just a little bit about um, your story. And you know, I we, we've already connected, so so um, you know, this more for the people who are listening to this right now um, as an introduction. Um, could you just share a little bit about um, your story and how you got started along the path of becoming a musician? Yeah, for sure. I um, I mean, I've been singing for as long as I can remember. I would drive my stepbrother crazy like singing in the back of the car the same loop over and over and over again and i mean even back when i was like three years old my stepmom would say like you know to my dad like he's he could really carry a tune and and so i don't know it was always something that was just a part of me you know sang in choir in in you know elementary school and then sang in a rock band in high school when i went to college i i sang in an acapella group at tufts and um and then uh, also ended up at the New England Conservatory of Music. And, um, you know, the strange thing was, I, even in high school, I was, I never saw music as the thing that I, I, I was like, yeah, this is a great hobby, but it's not like what I'm, you know, I need to pursue a more stable path. So I, I think I've actually gotten like less conservative <laughs> as I've gotten older, like in high school, I was all very sensible. And I like, you know, that's not a real job. That's, you know, and then um, as I got into college and started studying, the music classes were the only things that really spoke to me, that really appealed to me. And, um, and so I decided to, you know, make that my my life's work. And so I would say that, you know, throughout high school and college, Pretty much everything just went according to plan. You know, I I was a good student. I, I you know had friends. I, I everything just kind of like happened the way that it was supposed to happen, whatever that means. And then um, after I graduated college, I was like, okay, now the next thing is like I'm gonna move out to California. Had a drummer friend of mine. We we're gonna start a rock band. We were gonna 
conquer the world and be famous and, you know, live the life. And I think that's where things started, like, not exactly going the way that I, I had anticipated that they would go. I thought people will just discover you. People will, you know, I, you've got a great voice. Hey, like, like that's, I, I didn't know how it worked, honestly, but I thought that it would just kind of happen the way that the rest of life had happened for me. And um, so that band never ended up happening, ended up living in California for like three months, go back to New York and then ended up going to Boston. I was teaching voice lessons. I was singing in cover bands. And then I ended up meeting, and, and I guess we're going to like go into a little bit more of like the, the, than the music story, but this is kind of pivotal in terms of my whole journey. I, I, I met this woman, Rachel, who I became involved with, and she was kind of coming out of a bone marrow transplant for leukemia. And we ended up connecting immediately and we, you know, dated for a couple years and she was doing great. And then she got sick again. And so the two of us went through this process where, you know, we were experimenting with alternative treatments. And I, I, I was, you know, getting into all sorts. I, I always considered myself kind of a spiritual person, but, you know, when life tests you, I think that's when you really are forced to go deeper and try to figure out like, okay, what is this all about? What does this mean for me? And so we did that for a, a year and then Rachel went in for another bone marrow transplant and she was good for about a year. And then I, I had moved back out to California and we were kind of long distance for a little while. And then she got sick again and then over the next like seven or eight months, I was back and forth between California and Boston and California and New Jersey, where her parents live. And unfortunately, Rachel passed away in July of 1999. And for me, that was like the ultimate of this is not at all the way that life is supposed to happen. And it, and it sort of was just one of those pivotal experiences that make you question everything. Like everything that I, oh, I thought that life was supposed to just kind of, you know, everything falls into place when it's all ready. And like, here was an experience that I ran into that was just, I, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't, I didn't ever imagine something happening like that, especially like I was 28 years old at the time. So I, I really then turned to music, to songwriting and, and kind of threw myself into that process. I had written some songs before, you know, but really until Rachel and, and I started going through this process, like I didn't have anything kind of substantial to say i didn't have any any kind of deep life experience that i had to to share with people and so this experience of loss and then kind of going through it, and i you know i did other healing modalities as well I, I did you know emotional release techniques and therapy and and all this other stuff but but really it was it was the music that i found to be the most healing 
of those modalities just just for me you know just get it all out onto the onto the page get it all out and and sing about it and 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 as i began to sing these songs and to share this music with people i found that people really resonated with it you know like i had written this song for rachel's funeral called if i only had the words and i didn't even think that i should necessarily put it onto my first album it was like an afterthought because i was like oh you know this isn't the kind of music that people want to hear this is like just something for me this is so personal this is so um and of course that's that ended up being the song that everyone was like oh my god that is that touches me that, you know, because when you're, when you're just raw and you're honest, that's, that's what people relate to. So as I went along this, you know, this journey and I, and I wrote other music and I got into doing some, uh, some Jewish music, some spiritual music, some meditation music, I found that that was the case. Whenever I would just be authentic, be honest and share that with people, that that's what, the audience was really looking for some that's that that sense of connection that sense of just real humanity that comes through in the music and so then just recently this year as as i became involved with modern musician and and you know it's been such a blessing to learn how to really create a, an actual business out of what i've been doing with my art for all these years you know in in conversations with you michael where you we we talked about well what is it that you have to offer people that just comes from your own experience but that would bring value to people's lives and and i really had to think about it like huh i don't I, you know what it, what would i offer someone that um that would be valuable to them and then we started talking about this whole idea of like the healing aspect of songwriting and i thought oh that that that's actually a great idea because you don't know too many people who haven't run into some difficulty some tragedy you know you know in every life something happens that you didn't expect you lose somebody that you love or you lose a you know a, a pet or a child or a, i mean there's stuff goes wrong if you're around long enough right and um it requires processing and healing and i think i like any good advice that i've received i resisted it for <laughs> as long as i could <laughs> and then uh eventually came to see the the wisdom in it and um i, I think I, part of the resistance is you know not believing strongly enough in in myself or or, or not saying like oh you know what do i have that i could actually teach somebody else or you know there's you know there's this kind of nagging sense of doubt um that maybe this isn't really going to be valuable for people but in the end, you know, I kind of overcame that and started just putting it out there to, to people. And even though I'm not a trained therapist or anything like that, the clients that I've worked with have, have really had a lot of value out of the experience of writing, writing a song. 
um, because you know something that we as musicians maybe take for granted other people have no experience with and so to be able to offer them that opportunity to create something out of the experiences in their own lives and to make meaning out of it and to process it and to transmute it somehow from this grief experience into something that is actually positive is is just hugely powerful so that's been my experience so far and i you know i've only done this with a, a few clients so far but um but everyone that i've worked with uh, up to this point has just been so you know grateful and appreciative of of the opportunity so it's it's been amazing so far that's so incredible man yeah th thank you for sh sharing your story and such an interesting and a perfect example of something I think all of us as musicians have faced. And when you described that that song, the one that was so personal, that was like, oh, I, I can't share this. Like, you know, people don't want, you know, and kind of in that literally being the one that resonated the most with people. And uh, I, I wonder what it is about that process where like, it's something that you also spoke to with that that nagging kind of self-doubt. I think that like all of us as musicians feel, especially early on when we're just starting out, we haven't necessarily gotten the validation from a lot of um, external sources yet where it's like, am I good enough? And I, I feel like that process of sharing that song, you know, was, it came with that resistance because, <laughs> because it was so personal and because it was really authentic and because there's like a, a natural sense of exposure, vulnerability, exposure, being fully seen. Um, that comes with that. So I think for anyone listening or, or watching this right now, it's a good reminder to kind of look within and be like, you know, what are those songs? What, are, what I really want to write about? Um, a lot of times I think it can come from that experience or that emotional, that thing that needs to be processed, right? Like the trauma or something that's uncomfortable, something that we tend to try to avoid facing. But that's like the exact thing that just shining a light on it and processing it and healing it and, and expressing it can really resonate with people. So I, I love that that story and how you're brave enough to be able to face that and be able to share it. And now you're, you're able to help impact other people as well and allow them to, you know, to be able to shine a light on, on their own things that they need to process. I think that's incredible. <laughs> One of the things that I think is so incredible about you, Todd, is how you know, your community is still, you know, this is like a new tribe, a new community that you're building. And you've built such a deep relationship with the people who are in your audience right now through the live streams, the people that you're connecting with. Could you share a little bit more details about what the offer kind of looks like when it comes to creating one of these songwriting experiences and you know how you position it, how you frame it when it comes to making the offer? Sure. So the way that I have it framed at this point is that it's the um it's kind of the culmination of this virtual backstage pass which is a series of three videos where i really explain the motivation behind some of my most personal songs so the first one i did um was for if i only had the words um and I, I talked about my story with Rachel and then kind of put it into context and then share the video. And then after that, you know, people have the opportunity to, well, so first they could, they can purchase some of the, the lower price things like the starter pack or a VIP pack. 
And then um, the next day I have it set up that there will be an automated email that comes out the, the next day with video number two. And video number two is this song called Give Me the Strength, which I, uh, I wrote for um, the Jennifer Diamond Foundation. And that was uh, an organization, a charity organization. After um, Rachel had, had passed away, I had started doing some work with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. And then through a contact there, was introduced to Harvey Diamond and, uh, and his wife, Alice. And Harvey is Neil Diamond's brother. So Harvey and, and Alice had lost their daughter, Jennifer, to a rare form of cancer. And they had started this you know, charity foundation. And so they, they asked me to create a, a theme song for that. And so anyhow, in the second video, I talk a little bit about that and share the song and then I kind of gradually talk about just how the, the process of songwriting has helped me with healing. I share my own experience. And then in the third video, I share a song called uh, Here and Today, which I wrote as uh, it's kind of a like a social action, social, you know, healing a broader society kind of themed song. And that one was written for the Religious Action Center, which is part of the Union for Reform Judaism. And anyway, they were putting this compilation together of sort of new folk inspirational action songs for, for our whole society. And um, so here and today talks about just, you know, embracing one another and coming together and finding commonality. And so the healing of that song then expands into a broader context of now it's not just on an individual level or, you know, uh, within groups, but now it's like, how can I use music to heal society? How can I, you know, expand the influence of it? And so after that song, I talk a little bit about the process of, you know, Hey, if there's, something in your life, whether it's, you know, a loss or it's just that you want to share some appreciation with someone and, and you feel like there's a song inside of you, but you don't know how to get that out. That's what this process is about. So I can take someone who has never written a song before and basically we we just brainstorm. So, so the first thing that happens is that they fill out this application form. They, they talk about their experience level. They talk about, you know, what they might want to write about. And then we talk about the budget and does that fit with what they're, um, what they can comfortably handle. And then from there, if it seems like it's a good fit, we set up a call, whether it's a phone call or a zoom call, and we just have an initial conversation and we talk about, okay, you know, what is it that you think you'd like to write about? And, and let's delve a little deeper. And the first conversation or two could even just be, you know, we're just brainstorming. We're just throwing out a bunch of ideas. And then typically, you know, if, if it's something that the person hasn't quite put their finger on, we, we pretty quickly come to uh, the realization of like, this is what the song is going to be about. I think I told you the story of where I was working with this client and she was, you know, she wanted to write a song about her grandfather. And she said, you know, we, we always used to go to the, this house that we had at the beach and 
whenever we need to discuss anything important, we'd go out and we'd sit on the rocks and we'd discuss it and we'd talk. And she said, you know, the rocks have gotten buried. They're no longer there anymore, but I still like to go to the place where the rocks used to be. And it was just this moment in the conversation where we were like, yep, that's it. Like where the rocks used to be, that's the theme, that is the, the title. And, you know, and we knew right at that moment, like that's where we're gonna, we're gonna delve into that idea. And so far that has just been the case that through conversations, through exploration of what's going on and what's most important, um, then we, we arrive at the theme for the song. And so then I'll typically have that person just sort of do free writing on that theme. And then we'll come back, you know, a few days later or a week later and, and they'll share that free writing and we'll, we'll talk about it and we'll kind of figure out the overall shape that the song will take, kind of storyboard it and say, you know, we, we, we plot it out. They say, all right, okay. In the first verse, here's where the scene will be set. And then we know that the chorus is going to have something to do with this. We're going to get there. And then we figure out what the new, you know, information that we're going to introduce in the second verse. So we just kind of take it step by step. And then we talk about the function of the bridge and how that can be like a, a release or, or, you know, open up. It's like, that's where the epiphany happens in the song. And then, you know, at the conclusion, who are you now at the end of the song that you weren't before? And, and typically the process with the person will mirror what is happening in the song. Like, so they personally will move from one place where they were before we started the process of writing this song to the other side of that process. And, it, you know, obviously healing looks different for different people and different people need different things, but there is a shift that happens through taking place, you know, taking part in this process that they're not the same person when they finished the project as when they started it. That's, that's the goal for me, at least to, as you said, shine a light on that place that needed attention, that needed healing, give it that attention, bring it forth into some kind of a, you know, a tangible form as the song and then allow the process to just happen. Oh, what's up guys? So quick intermission from the podcast so I can tell you about an awesome free gift that I have for you. I wanted to share something that's not normally available to the public. They normally reserve for our $5,000 clients that we work with personally. This is a presentation called Six Steps to Explode Your Fan Base and Make a Profit with Your Music Online. And specifically, we're gonna walk through how to build a paid traffic and automated funnel that's gonna allow you to grow your fan base online and the system's designed to get you to your first $5,000 a month with your music. We've invested over $130,000 in the past year to test out different traffic sources and different offers and really see what's working best right now for musicians. And so I think it's gonna be hugely valuable for you. And so if that's something you're interested in, in the description, there should be a little link that you can click on to go get that. And uh, the other thing I want to mention is, you know, if you want to do us a, a huge favor, one thing that really makes a big difference early on when you're creating a new podcast is if people click subscribe, then it basically lets the algorithm know that this is something that's new and noteworthy and that uh, people actually want to hear. And so that'll help us reach a lot more people. So if you're getting value from this and you get value from the free trainings, then if you want to do us a favor, I'd really appreciate you clicking the subscribe button. 
All right, let's get back to the podcast. That's so cool, man. I, I love that so much. Cause I, you know, I think that there's this role of music and music is like one of the reoccurring things throughout history. Who knows like how long we've been making music for probably since basically the beginning since, you know, we started, um, you know, having, uh, journeys, you know, of, of being alive, but it seems like in most ceremonies and most sort of like, um, ceremonies where someone goes through a transformation, um, and things like going from boyhood to manhood or things like getting married or like, you know, big events. We kind of, we, as humans, like we have these, these ceremonies that sort of were before and after. And like, this is the official, like, this is how, um, we change our identity. It's like we change, and when we go in, we're one way. We go in, we go out the other way. And music is such an integral part to that transition for a lot of people. And you know, I think as musicians, you know, we really have this opportunity where I think most artists want to be able to make a positive impact on on their listeners and be able to know that they're changing people's lives. And I, I see what you're doing right now as sort of the like a, a super deep dive into that process and sort of allowing them to take a, a huge step towards looking inward and sort of processing, you know, some of those things in their own journey and being able to transform. It's really, really cool. And also I think it's a big opportunity for like most artists. You know, I think like most artists through the music that you create, when you are sharing that piece of yourself and you're being authentic, then a lot of times music, you know, it is like sort of a healing modality, whether we would like kind of think about it that way normally or not. Like it is a process of expressing yourself. And, you know, generally a lot of the best songs, they come with that emotional release and they come with that authenticity and it really resonates with something that you've personally gone through. And that's what really helps connect with other people. And so what a cool idea and a cool gift to be able to to be able to facilitate that transformation to be able to, to help other people um, do that and I think one thing that I'd love to dive into because I think that for for people who might be listening to this right now they might be having the same kind of thoughts that that you had early on in terms of like who am I to offer something like this and like and maybe have some self-worth or just like kind of the value of what they're offering, some mindset stuff to dig into around that. Because um, we're talking like, you know, like uh, I remember you, you uh, sent a message. You had like a, a $4,000 Saturday, right, um, through through offering these kinds of experiences. And they're you know, hugely, hugely valuable. You know, and you're working with, I think, your audience. Um, like how many people do you have like in the street team group right now? There are over 400 people in my Facebook group and probably over 800 people who have, you know, signed up for my email list in the last, you know, seven, eight months or so. Yeah. And that's, and that's, that's so incredible. Um, Cause I mean, I think that a lot of people also think, oh, I need to have millions of fans or millions of streams in order to like, you know, you'd need like a million streams in order to make $5,000, you know, revenue and a million streams is a lot of streams for, for most people. So I think that there's a really like, a really special opportunity to go deep and you don't necessarily need millions of streams or millions of fans, but you can provide this, this kind of service, this kind of connection with, with a smaller community. So what's kind of helped you personally overcome some of the initial self doubt and kind of wondering like, you know, am, who am I to offer this kind of thing or the value of it? And, um, what, you know, maybe what, what could you share with anyone who's listening to this right now, who maybe is sort of questioning, like, you know, if I did something like this, because, I mean, we'd recommend probably charging somewhere in the thousands of dollars at least for an experience like this. Um, so what kind of advice would you have for, for anyone through navigating that? Well, 
I think it is a, a mindset thing. It, it is um, taking a more expansive view of, you know, you're not just providing like music, like background music for a thing. You're actually providing an experience for someone that is going to change their life. And, um, and in terms of having the confidence to, to move forward with it, I, I mean, I, I think at some point it really is just like, you just got to take the leap, but recognizing that the reason that it works is because there's so much connection between us as human beings. We have so much more in common than what separates us as, you know, beings. I mean, if you want to really get deep into um, the spiritual aspects of things, we, we're so connected and um, we're all part of this same kind of life force. And so by using music, using something that you're already good at, that you're already connected to just to tap into that sense of connection, it's it's probably the most natural thing in the world that you could do um, as a musician. You just have to trust that when you put yourself into that position, you'll have the answers that you need and that that person is coming to you for for a reason and and you're just helping to facilitate it. Like I, I really um, I don't think that I have any special, skill set, you know, going into it. I, the, the only skill set that I have is like listening to what the other person is telling me and recognizing, you know, when we've kind of hit in into that moment that, it, and, and, it, and I think if you're present and you're, you're just having that conversation with the person that you'll both recognize it. And so you just have to sort of go into it knowing that like, okay, I don't know where this conversation is going to go. You have to have a certain level of comfort with the unknown, but I think that's life. <laughs> I mean, like we're just, even in having this conversation with you, I have no idea where it was going to end up going or heading. And, um, and I think it, you take the same approach with, offering this service and throwing it out there to clients that the conversation will go where it needs to go and you will have the answers that you need to provide the service if you you know feel called to do something like that if you you know that 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 um that call that instinct within yourself is probably the thing that's that's telling you you already have this within you i don't you know you don't need to, somebody to teach this to you this is something that's already inside of you Mm. Yeah, that's that's awesome. That's that's so powerful too. Just as I think that one of the things that you're pointing to right now is really this amazing ability, and I think that musicians in a lot of cases have this ability because you know there's a reason like their their music. This is where like the be the truest the best music comes from is from that <laughs> almost like mysterious um unknown you know and like the willingness to trust that and you know people have different names for it and so a lot of people you know we have different religious um 
interpretations of what this unknown <laughs> thing thing is. Uh, I know Ryan Tedder, one of the most successful songwriters in the world. I was watching a course that he did where he was basically explaining his songwriting process. And, you know, he's incredibly talented. You know, he's honed his craft. He has a lot of skills. But, like, when it comes to actually writing the songs and writing the lyrics, he basically acknowledges, he's like, yeah, I don't really know what's happening here. This is the thing that, like, I just sort of channel, like, what the way that I perceive it is, like, that it's, like, I'm channeling, like, it's, like, the connection with God. Mm. And, yeah, I think that there is something really powerful about what you pointed to within this offer, within this role, really this ability to listen and to hold space and to, and to be able to kind of pull out and let them express and, and guide like what, where, where does it need to, where does it need to go to? And as a human, I think there's so much more power in the ability to ask a really good question than to, you know, provide an answer necessarily. Like a question is like this it pulls forth energy and it brings people forward as opposed to making a statement. And it sounds like what you're saying is that really within this offer, within this, this service that you're providing, a lot of it is about their experience and sort of trusting, letting go and trusting that what's going to come up is what needs to come up to, and that needs to be processed, which I think is really special. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's asking that question, what what is most important to you in this moment what is the thing that you keep coming back to that's the sign that's the intuition that's the you know whatever that unknown creative force that moves through us that we need to you know make space for and learn how to listen to that's the question you know when you sit down to write a song or even somebody like einstein right you know they say that he was just kind of like channeling the mind of God um, when he understood how things worked in the universe. And then of course he used like the thinking process at some point in, you know, structuring it. But really it's like, you need to be able to move into that formless realm and just at, yeah, as you said, ask the question and then be open to whatever it is that is going to come through and honor that and just trust it. Yeah, that's the that's the hardest part is getting out of your own way, I think. Mm, I love that. Yeah, you know, as you're describing that, what, one thing that popped up, uh, and I think this is like a really uh, perfect analogy or, or way to understand um, some of what we're talking about here is the, the map is not the territory, as a quote. And like, the map is not the territory. And the meaning is that yeah, as like humans, we all have a map of reality or we have our beliefs or our perception or our interpretation of what's happening. And yeah, you know, we all have a different map. And sometimes like we're all looking at the same thing, but we have wildly different interpretations of what's happening because, you know, we're using we're using maps. And it's really important to to remember and acknowledge the fact that the map is not the territory itself. It's just an interpretation of it. And you know, maps can be really useful. Like maps are great, right? If you want to go from point A to point B, then you know they'll they'll help you go and take that um, that step. But also, there's a time and a place to like to pull up the map, and there's a time and place to to let it go and just kind of look and see, okay, where where are we at right now, and to navigate. And sometimes the landscape changes as well. So old maps become outdated, and they used to point towards something, but now they're not they're not pointing to the same thing anymore. 
Um, and I think there is like a, a really, there's, it's so important to remember and acknowledge, especially in today's landscape where it's, it's easier than ever because the algorithms basically like point us towards other people that believe the exact same thing that we do and like have the exact same map and things like politics can become really charged and sort of, no, my map is right. No, my map. And like, you know, look, look, look at it. It's like this way. And I think that's the ability to be able to, to separate from the map and just observe it and, and to be able to, to question it, to question it. And, um, you know, and, and also to, to look at other people's maps and kind of compare them and say like, Hmm, that's interesting that you view, you view it that way. Hey, both of our maps are pointing to the same thing. They just are kind of like written in different ways. Like, look at that. Like that's, that's really interesting, (laughs) but there is like a, a component like our communication, our language, like when we talk, like we're, it's literally like we're, we're creating maps. Like everything we're talking about is just an idea. It's just a map. So it's sort of like we abstract everything just by talking about it. And so music I think is, is one of those ways to bridge the gap between between the map and reality, right? It's about kind of getting back in tune with that greater mystery, which is more of like the territory in and of itself. There's an interesting, I forget who said it, but you know, when they say like, when you're praying and you're singing and then it says, he who sings prays twice. And it's like, yeah, the, the music and the vibration and the experience of that can just bypass that that mind set you know the 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 mind barrier between the actual the word and the experience right Mm -hmm. i think uh like we've talked about eckhart tolle and he talks about words as signposts you know and i think it's the the sign kind of he's like you, you have the word honey but it's not like you don't know what honey is until you taste it so you just you use the word or you use the music as a vehicle to get you to that experience of the thing. And so maybe that's why like this songwriting and this whole process is, is so powerful because it, you know, you can bypass the intellectual processing of the experience and you could just get right into the experience. So I, I think that maybe makes it powerful. I love that. Yeah, man, this is this is some good stuff. This is the this is the kind of conversations that I can really go down a rabbit hole and talk about for a while because it's it's uh, it's it's really good. But yeah, man, this is this is awesome. I really appreciate you sharing your story and, and hopefully for anyone that's listening to this right now, that's a musician, um, it's kind of got your wheels turning on. You know, what could I provide um, at a really high level that kind of you know, is literally life changing that could that could help that could help serve people in an even deeper way. And so. For anyone that's um, listening to this right now, do you have any final thoughts around, like let's say that someone hasn't created an offer like this yet, and let's say that they have an audience of maybe like 500 to 1,000 people, and they've started kind of growing this this community. At a high level, like how, how would you recommend that they start thinking about creating a, a higher ticket offer and, as, as a way to provide more value? I think you you look at yourself and you see like, what is it that I'm good at? And what is it that I love to do? And it's probably the thing that is so easy for you that you take it for granted, but that for other people, you don't even realize that this could open up a whole new world for, for someone else. You know, for me, like singing, oh, it's, it's like breathing. 
But for other people, they're like, I just, how do you do that? And, or, you know, or songwriting. So, or maybe it's playing guitar or, so you, you just look at what are my strengths and what do I have that actually I could offer to somebody else? And yeah, I, I think it's, it's so like human nature to, to overlook the things that we're good at and to just assume that, oh, well, I could, that's, you know, that's easy. Like, uh, that, why would anybody pay for me to just teach them that? Because that's like common sense, but it's not. Sometimes it's not. And uh, yeah, so sometimes you just need to look at yourself through someone else's eyes through someone else's perspective and say like, if I was just looking at this person, like what would I say is the best part or the strongest part or, or, you know, what does that person have to offer? Cause everybody has something to offer. We, you know, if, if we were redundant, then we wouldn't be here. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're, we're each here to bring something to the puzzle and you just have to figure out what your puzzle piece is and then offer that. That would be my, advice mm, that, that's so good yeah and, and i think that it's easy to to sort of chase other other things or, or sort of like to want to make an impression or to, to try to you know quote unquote kind of like be someone else and that it is it is interesting we can kind of like turn inward and kind of look inside like you're saying and and question some of your assumptions around the things that are so simple, so easy that they just there's fun, and you're like, oh, no one would possibly, you know, pay me for, for something like this, and and maybe like another thing that would be for for anyone listening to this right now, that would be a great like next step would just be getting on as many personal Zoom calls as possible with like your most engaged fans, the ones that you really connect with, the ones you seem to care most. And maybe just like floating, like after you brainstorm all these ideas, I'm just having a conversation with them and asking, you know, like which out of everything that we just talked about, which are you most excited about? Or do you have any ideas or what, like what would be most valuable to you? And like a uh, gem of a question in like 99.9% of, of uh, situations, I was like what would be most valuable for you? But uh, awesome. So Todd, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing sharing your story. Uh, I think what you're doing is really really cool and paving the way. I think for for whole movements um, of musicians who you know, have this opportunity, have this ability to provide so much value and to really help create transformation. Um, so I really appreciate you you know kind of going through that that process yourself. Like having you know it's there are different ways that you can respond to. A, a tragic loss and going through adversity and one of the ways is kind of to close up and to let it fester and then another way is to like you've done shine a light on it and help process it and you know i, I really appreciate you doing that for yourself and, and also uh continuing to help other people to be able to process that and to to move on thank you thank you michael and thanks for all of your help in helping me to see what i had to offer other people as well. So I, I appreciate you and appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. So the last last thing that I forgot to uh, to ask was for anyone who is listening to this right now who might be interested in getting in touch with you, um, connecting more, where would be the best place for them to reach out? Well, they can visit me on online at just uh, toddherzogmusic.com. And if they want to become part of the community, it's just go.toddherzogmusic.com slash join dash 
the dash resonators and uh, that's my my street team and so and they can also just drop me an email just todd at toddherzog.com awesome you know there's a i'm sure that you've probably gotten this before but um if you like google todd herzog there's like a yeah. guy who's on survivor, survivor. Or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> you need to get on like the new season of survivor so you can just like <laughs> well funny story like i actually got uh an email a few years back from his dad who was you know when when he was going through all you know a really rough time and he was like on dr phil and dealing with the addiction stuff and all that and he said he had come across my music and asked me if I could send him a copy of my CD so that he could give it to his son. And uh, so anyhow, I, I have a little connection with the other Todd Herzog, but um, yeah, sometimes people will, you know, find me like, Hey, are you that guy? And I'm like, no, a different guy, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So it's Todd Herzog music.com. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, Todd, thanks again. Uh, you're the man and I hope you have an awesome rest of your day. Thank you, Michael. You too. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.